Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Be funny. Here I go. Go ahead and get that started. Wait, here I go. Hey, Patreons. Hey, everybody else who is one day going to be a patron. The Sci-Fi Side Podcast is supported by patrons just like you. And now for $1, $3, 50 a month, it's a monthly contribution, folks. That's all it takes to support and sponsor this beloved podcast that we want to keep going, even when we have a little baby crying in the back of it. Quick shout out to three new patrons, Carlette, Timothy, and Catherine. Also, as you know, every month we will be dropping fun content into the Patreon and we do a monthly book giveaway. So this month, our copy of The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval goes to... Can you give me a drum roll? (laughs) Ben was homeschooled. Um, It goes to Carlette. Carlette, that's so funny because you actually just joined the Patreon, but I promise y'all, we'll we'll post in the Patreon that we did a video where we, you know, mixed up all the names and we pulled and it was Carlette. So Carlette, congrats to you. I will hit you up in the Patreon streets to get your address to send you a copy of that book. And for those of you who want to join the Patreon, more content is coming in the future. We definitely want to make this podcast completely audio, but also visual. Find that Patreon link in the episode notes. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page of our marriage. Today for episode 58, we will be reviewing the 1990 American horror film written, produced, and directed by James Bond III. There will be spoilers. Um, It's always fun when a film is written by, directed by, and filmed by one person because... That scares me. <laughs> my my number one favorite director, writer, producer, all in one, Tyler Perry. Oh, I thought it was gonna be me. Tyler can Perry, I, can written, I directed, and produced. Yes, written, directed, produced, makeup designed, set designed. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, you're not casting. Old, you're not the only producer of what you do. I'm, I'm aware, I'm a but producer. if you're gonna call something your favorite, what what do you produce on your own? That pussy. You. you don't produce I that don't pussy. Produce Technically, that my that. mom produced this pussy produce. with help from my dad. So, what else you got? I produce. Oh, I guess. I, I give, are you talking about like I our give daughter you money. that's coming? No, you produce I, that pussy. Yeah. No. Oh, God. No. No. Produce means to create it and develop it. So, why are you saying I'm oh, producing? No. Like, like you, like you're more than your pussy. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I produce you. I produce. I produce. I help produce. You are your self producer, but I'm also a producer. I'm a co producer. So you, you are. Don't- when I'm tired, I and also I'm, I'm like, a writer. Hey, can you edit something for me? I'm a writer for you. You're a writer for your short stories. I do know. I write for what we do, and uh, I also direct at times. I say this would be better here. No, Ben. I'm talking about on the day to day, not like you that provide one more night. autonomy than Tyler Perry does for his films yeah like you he's got to get a writer's people. room though at least we i don't have the resources so i have to direct written film produced by but but you do help out a lot i'm not gonna completely destroy you i fully make i fully help you with which which with what things specifically that's what the audience wants to know specifics. well when when finances are tough <laughs> going into our apple podcast ratings if you can't actually uh give us uh money for the Patreon. With, for the Patreon, which is fine. You don't have to give us money. But we understand finances are rough, particularly 
particularly Amber understands when finances are rough. So another way to, to support is... Ben, wait, pause. Before you say that, do you remember at that Christmas party I we do. went to last year where you caught me broke in front of the entire room of yeah, people? I, I, no, I think that... You're like, I, look at Amber standing up there with her broke ass. Yeah, we were playing I, the whole thing was broke ass, yeah. And you decided for whatever reason to call me broke. I, I meant spiritually and emotionally broken. <laughs> like, that's better. Well, the, Look at Amber up there with her spiritually broken ass. Well, you, it was funny because you had been laid off from your job. That's and by so that, funny. It's hilarious. And that by the, Well, that point, you had learned to cope with the fact that you were laid off from your job. I mean, actually, but just in case I hadn't learned how to go, why didn't you just, well, you know, throw a, a freaking, so, a proverbial like lettuce at my head while I'm on stage? Why? I mean, you you catch any lettuce thrown at your head, especially no, by I me. Not. I throw, I it's weak. My throws are weak, metaphorically speaking. You don't Here's, think it's funny to just call to call your wife broke ass when it's like we support each other, though. No? Yeah, we do, but it's. I mean. <laughs> Yes, but it's also funny when you make fun of me, and so sometimes I think it's funny when I make fun of you. Right. Yeah, I, I agree, but it, it was so funny that you were calling a person who was recently laid off from their job broke. I, that that, well, just, you, that you, did not feel like a punch up, but go off. But you, <laughs> I think when you can make fun of things, they no longer have power over you. Because ultimately, we were you getting laid off from your job hurt us right because we share we pool our resources and at one point i was the broke ass and it was nice that i was the broke and ass. did i taunt you yeah for being broke i mean um probably i mean yeah you're like so you think i taunted you while well, you were in grad school yeah it's degree? like ben ben doesn't have any money like of course you know ben probably won't come or if he had i gotta pay for you uh, I did you that better, to you? yeah, like jokingly around. All right, that's fine. I'm, I, I'm it was not funny. Gonna, I am. I can sit here and fully own that when you called me broke in front of my group of friends, it was hilarious. Was it confusing as well? Yes, because at that time I was getting unemployment checks that were honestly better than both of our salaries yeah, combined. That, yeah. But it was it was funny. It was funny. I will give you that anything much. for the anything for the laugh. Now go back to this um, attempt at you trying to read an Apple Podcast rating uh, ad. Go ahead. I, I just Ooh. want to hear you do it. We understand finances are rough, so another way to support is submitting an Apple Podcast rating. Be sure to submit, and we'll read your review on the show. Currently, we have 315 ratings. We are yes. at a five star. Five star. We really want to get to about a thousand by yes. the end of the year. We do, friends. So yeah. please continue spreading the good word of the Side by Side podcast um, because we do want to bring you like fully audio and visual content one day. Yeah. And the only way we can do that is to, you know, keep spreading the good word. Spread the good word. And also, we believe in setting reasonable goals, which is we have 315 ratings. We look to have a thousand by the end of the year so we have about two months to get 700 more ratings but we believe we believe in our listeners we do so if we have kurt you know if we have every single listener give us a five-star rating or any kind of review at all just like go in there and no. write a review no 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 no. it can be good or bad no i want their honest opinion no so you like to be lied to i yeah I mean, you like to be lied to, too. Tell me that I'm beautiful, even like wow, when you're... Wow, you don't think I'm beautiful? No, even when you know That's you're not rough. feeling beautiful. So, like, you, you might so, be... So, like, 
But you don't think I'm beautiful even when I'm not feeling beautiful? Well, the reason, yes, Damn. you're always beautiful emotionally and spiritually. And so I'm I don't even believe in the spiritual. And I'm spiritually ugly. No, no, no. Sometimes, but episode. sometimes when you are, you know, in the past, when you're vomiting yeah, on the floor. Wisely. Be, and because What's you had too many uh, weed brownies, when you had too many weed brownies and you were vomiting on the floor. Oh, that was so two years ago, but go off. <laughs> it was much longer. It was like then you probably seven years ago. It was like six years ago. I uh, okay. Yeah. No. So <laughs> you were like, you know, tell me I'm beautiful. And I'm like, okay. Tell like, me I'm but you, we both understood in that moment there was a, a level of ugliness as well. Like there are... There's layers to, you know, I'm going to stop. So black women are ugly. There's layers to. So black women are ugly. This sounds like a conversation I can't win. So bald headed bitches are ugly. Pregnant women are ugly. Just enough. So just say what you got to say. You are a beautiful woman of the Lord. You know what? (laughs) Ben loves to say that. You know what? Demon, I rebuke you. Oh, yeah, that was uh, a prophetic line that was stated in today's movie that we're talking about. The name of the movie is Death by Temptation, which actually, going back, I don't actually think I said the name of the movie when we got started. Yeah, it's a 1990 American horror film, black director, producer, and writer, and that person is the same person. His name is James Bond the Third. Awesome name to have. And um, we watched it on this, like, it's called Shudder? Mm-hmm. So Shutter is sort of a, a a branch of Amazon Prime. Yeah, well, it's a streaming service. You can get it uh, through lots of different uh, means, but you can watch it. You can pay extra through Amazon to get Shutter. Yeah, it's services. like an add-on. Yeah, but you can get Shutter through different means as well. You can just go on to the Shutter website, watch it. But the cool thing about Shutter is that they focus solely on horror films. So, for Sweet. example, next week we're going to be watching another Shutter original content, which is based on uh, horror noir, which is an academic work. But we're going to be watching an anthology series, which actual with uh, actual stories. But so Shutter will have lots of different horror, but then they also produce their own original content, which is great because you you know you have a horror idea, you don't need a, a huge Hollywood budget. So they feed you, you know, small amounts of money, make, you know, some great transgressive heart. But I really want to get to this whole idea of um, sex dreams. Mm. I think this is the most important thing we can be. Have you ever had like a sex dream that um, ended not well? Um, That ended not well. I don't think so. Or either I've woken up then or... It was an amazing sex stream, and then the the guy was like, "All right, you owe me some money now." But I mean, I, I wouldn't say that that ended not well. I've had some great sex streams about people. Oh, okay. Well, the story, Death by Temptation, little background, is about a succubus. And okay, succubus, what's a succubus? Succubus is essentially a sex demon that visits uh, men at night and then consumes them spiritually. And then there's an incubus, which I think is like one of them's male, one of them's female. An incubus is a male sex demon that consumes a a woman, and so a succubi is a woman demon, sex demon that consumes a man, which would be fun to sort of like fuck with that trope. So an incubus consuming a man, and then a succubus consuming a woman. 
An incubus is a man consuming a woman. Yeah, they're like a so and demon a succubus is a woman consuming a man. Yeah, it's assuming that uh, demons have a gender. Got it. I got you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so an incubus is a demon in male form who, according to mythological and legendary tradition, lies upon sleeping women in order to engage in sexual activity with them. Got it. It's like witch versus warlock. Yeah, the female counterpart is a succubus. So I'm a succubus, you're an incubus. Right. If we were sex demons. Yeah, but the consumption more has to do with like a spiritual consumption, Mm. where in Death by Temptation, the succubus named Temptation is consuming people in a very physical sense. But so I I was curious, like if you had like weird sex dreams that ended... That could have been interpreted as a incubus or a succubus. Uh, no, I cannot say that I have. Have you? Yeah, I did. So when I first saw my first Playboy <laughs> like when you magazine. you only ask someone a question so that they'll ask yeah, you Yeah, no, I, I wanted you to ask me that question because I had the story. But I wanted to see, you know, what your opinion was first because I'm polite. I'm trying to be polite. You are cute. Okay, so tell me about this sex demon. No, so I the first time I saw a Playboy magazine... I was haunted by the the images of the boobs. There was like 10 of them. So five women. It was like clockwork orange. And I had a dream and they were trying to like kill me in this dream. And it was a waking terror. So I woke up in the middle of the night and I like pulled off my shelf and like threw my shelf across the room. Oh my gosh. What did Judy say? I think they just, they, they wake me up, you know. I used to sleepwalk all the time. Sames. Yeah, but this when I was. Thr- but you no. There's I was being between, pursued by succubi. Yeah, there were. There's a difference between like sleepwalking and like night terrors. So you had full on night terrors of titties, and that's when I knew I wanted to suck dick the rest of my life. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That, that you were like, I think I'm gay. Yeah. No. No. It's like. <laughs> well, I I sort I, of love this I, idea I, that incubi and succubi. And said to yourself, I think I'm gay. <laughs> I think based on the succubi, you know, dream. Well, the whole idea is that they're supposed to be pleasant and then they consume you afterwards. It's like that. Remember we were watching American Gods with your mom? Oh my gosh. And and Easter. That's like a very, that's a very good idea of a succubi. So yeah, Ben thought it would be a great idea to put on American Gods while I'm like watching TV with my parents. And then, you know, 30 seconds in, this woman is like completely sucking, spoiler alert, is completely like sucking this man into her pussy. And my dad's like, what are we? Yeah, season season one, episode one of American Gods. (laughs) I don't know if it was episode one, but yeah. Yeah, it was. It was the first episode. So yeah. Then was like Kevin Hart when Don Cheadle said his age. He's like, damn. Well, at least I'm sorry. You know, I'm not. I'm not approved. <laughs> like we're all here because of sex. Yeah, but sitting down with my parents for one of our early Christmases and watching a naked black woman suck a white man into her pussy, like the optics of that, and forcing my parents to watch that is like next level whereas like you know judy would have a fit if that's what i was watching at your house yeah your your parents are way cooler than mine <laughs> i think that's what we can learn from that all right so have you ever watched any other movies with succubi or incubi in them mm, a sex demon i don't think i have i'm trying to really i i don't know maybe i'm just like staying away from horror 
or or maybe something has been um sex demon adjacent like they were trying to make the slutty girl also be oh. like super goth and bedazzled maybe yeah bedazzled maybe oh that's a good one with Elizabeth Hurley and Brandon Fraser. Would that count though? No, not I mean maybe. I think you're playing with it a little bit this idea that sex is ultimately like an evil that visits people. Yeah. I know that like this might not in in a real world like in a in a trope to real world connection thing. It's it kind of almost feels like they try to do that with like the whole Lorena Bobbitt case. Mm. remember so if you don't remember Lorena Bobbitt is the woman who like in the 90s like chopped off her husband's penis but like the real story is like a lot of you know trigger warning like marital rape and abuse and like a woman on the edge but like everything in the tabloids and even on SNL was like spicy hot Latina plot to kill her husband all along you know you know what I find interesting about some of these stories is that I mostly hear about them as succubi so incubus is mostly known for the band right but they're named after a male sex demon which is you probably oh there's a band called incubus oh yeah i didn't know that oh yeah yeah incubus so uh the only other so it shows up in books but the gag is we have way more examples of incubi than we do of succubi yeah an actual reality in irl yeah yeah incubi in form of like a metaphysical like you know, sexual predator yeah. type, of, type of man. But succubi show up in the Witcher okay. series. Uh, and then there was a really, really, really fun movie that came out a long time ago called Knights of Badassdom, which uh, Peter Dinklage was in Period. sort of before he became Peter Dinklage. Tyrion. Uh, Tyrion, yeah. And there's Tyrion. a succubi in there that's a lot of fun. It's about these LARPers who go and succubi starts killing all the LARPers. What are LARPers, Ben? Because, you know, yeah, I didn't I th- know that I th- word I until think I met you. Yeah, I think we've talked about it on this. So live action role playing for sure is uh, what it is. So I like that. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, for, for a movie to be, like, mostly done by one person and pretty low budget, like, they still got some, like, incredible casting done. Um, Kadeem Hardison, who, if you don't know, he's Dwayne Wayne in um, A Different World, and he's kind of, like, sort of like a 90s icon. Like, he was in it and did a really great job. Samuel L. Jackson was in it just for, like, a, a short period of time. Melba Moore was in it. Um, So it's not like there weren't some A-listers or B-listers in this movie. And they did a really great job. And also some of the, um, (laughs) that's Gucci. He's totally bored of us talking right now. Um, Also some of the like, what do you call it? The creature effects were, were done pretty well. Also. Yeah. First impressions. Yeah. Fun fact. Cynthia Bond was so amazing that who, who plays the seductress, the succubi. The succubi. Uh, or suc- yeah, by is multiple. multiple yeah. Succubus. succubus okay. So she's the succubus, and she was amazing and creepy, and ah, uh, and she is actually a best-selling author who showed up on Oprah Winfrey's book club. Now she wrote a book called Ruby. Ruby. So I sort of love that idea that you know don't don't put me in a box. I don't think she mentioned on her website. I went through her website, and there was no mention of this film, which is sad because Death by Temptation is a must see. And I, I agree. I remember looking um, to do this when we first started 
the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, it was definitely on my radar. And it Did had you like find a, it in Horror Noir? I, yeah, yeah. Horror Noir mentioned it. But it was like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? But since like in the past two years, there's been almost a revitalization of this film and people have gone back to watch it. And now it's jumped up to like 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. So you can go and read reviews from the 90s who sort of hate the movie, but then you jump up to 2020 and people are celebrating the film now. It's great. Is- and it's also really funny. Like they had, it wasn't like, you know, the the disaster that was Tales from the Hood too, where it's like, are you trying to be funny? Are you trying to be horror? Like it was very clearly horror and it, and the comedic timing was just impeccable i really enjoyed it and and the pacing wasn't slow at all it made sense everything made sense yeah i I, it's it's sad that like the bare minimum is like did the plot make sense um but it did a good job so why don't you talk a little bit about what Uh, the plot yeah so yeah young innocent minister joel struggling with his decision to become a minister heads to new york city from the south to hang out with his cousin don't we all yeah, there he succumbs to the wily ways of a sexy succubus, Temptation. Hence the name Death by Temptation. Uh, this is what happens to you when you head to the big city. You tend to meet sultry women who try to, you know, rip off your clothes. And It's happened to me before. I've definitely met a sultry woman at the club, and she did try to rip off my clothes, and I loved it. She didn't kill me, thankfully. Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's fantastic. I really liked <laughs> I really liked this film. Like my my club hookups. Yeah, I love Thank club you. hookups. They're hilarious. I know, we got to get back out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, with what time? Uh right. some or, of the, fr- the maybe the baby. That that's probably a good reason to stay home. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I <laughs> love all the time. I just like I like slasher films because I like people being inviscerated in creative, in like creative ways. Right? I know. Why don't you tell everyone at home how you've been begging me to watch pregnancy horror films? Yeah, and so how I can't mentally do that right now. The way I sometimes process things that I'm terrified of is I will go and find collection of those films to watch. Right. So I do have a terror of you know, the dentist. So I, there was one point where I watched a bunch of like horror dentist films. And then, you know, there is some anxiety around Amber being pregnant for me. So I was like, let me just watch a bunch of pregnancy horror films. And, and so I'm trying to like hype myself up to have this natural birth. Right. And you're like, no, let's watch things get really bloody, which it's so funny that that's your rationale for liking to do that because that's the same reason why I love reality TV, but you shit on it. I'm like, let me see life. <laughs> <laughs> in a very heightened slasher horrible way for these reality stars yeah. and maybe i'll feel like less bad about me but maybe maybe i'll be able to watch it like after we have the baby well okay yeah hopefully because we're not talking like rosemary's baby i can no. do that yeah one of them that i what it was called uh prevenge okay so revenge but pregnant so if, if basically this woman uh's husband dies in this hiking accident and then she goes on this revenge streak killing everybody responsible for her husband's death because she's pregnant and but there's a really i like cool but she kills. doesn't kill her baby no 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 she's okay. uh, in some way i think she might feel compelled to kill her babies another one is this woman's pregnant it's called swallow and she is struggling with pika which is a form of eating disorder where you eat things you shouldn't eat so like nails marbles chalk and- chalk um 
Uh, but the one, there's a cool kill in Prevenge where she kills someone with a Buddha statue. You know, like how that little spoke on the top of the Buddha's head. Like that's a really great way to kill somebody. And so something that's sort of uh, when I watch a horror film, I like understanding how people are inviscerated in fun, creative ways. Because mm. I think you're addressing this idea of horror. Uh, you're addressing this idea of embodiment and and how bodies should not or should look a certain kind of way. But yeah, there were some cool kills in here, right? Did you I en- totally agree? Did you get it? Like you get like cool kills are a fun thing to watch in horror film, right? Does that I, make you I sick? Agree. It, does that make me what? Does it make you sick to want want to watch people die in creative ways? <laughs> well, that's not what excites me about these. I I love you know as a comedian, I I love the dialogue in between scenes of. Like, I love how black, black people can be during horror. Like, that's my favorite part of black horror when it's like, even though this is a horror flick, like, I ain't going in there. Like, I love that shit. So, like, I remember just off of the top, um, at the very beginning, the, the opening shot of, of this bartender, and he's getting a call from this woman, and, and the bartender's like, damn, I mean, just get an abortion, damn. Like, I, which isn't fun. I mean, it's kind of, whatever. <laughs> I, I just love those parts of the like black comedy this especially the 90s black comedy style that's why i think kadeem hardison was such a perfect fit for this role so that infused with horror is the reason i really enjoy horror horror and probably the reason why i don't enjoy just like you know cabin in the woods i'm like this is just me holding my breath the entire time it's not gonna be a bunch of characters saying something funny here or there which is why I think Get Out was such a, was such a success right it's like the the funny things happening and then like Lil Rail being like T.S. motherfucking A like those were the best parts for me of Get Out so I don't know I, I think this movie did a good job with that but I, I understand that a thousand ways to fucking die is what gets your rocks off well, not my rocks. I mean, I'm not. There's not in a sexual arousal. It's more of like a fascination. For example, there's... I felt you getting hard during the movie last. Oh night. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, maybe I was sitting next to you, and every time I sit next to you, I'm hard. Oh, I wish I wish that was true. That would be problematic in some settings, Probably. I guess, yes. if we're sitting next to each other during at like the church. at the church. I don't know. I feel like hard-ons in churches go well because of the steeples. You know, it's a very phallic symbol. Oh, got it. Yeah. And religiosity tends to turn me on anyway. I like religion. Anyway. Well, this movie had a lot of religiosity. There was. There was. So the, I guess the whole idea from here is that temptation actually, spoiler alert, uh, ended up fucking the young minister's father, who's played by Samuel L. Jackson. So he succumbed to temptation, the demon, but then now James Bond the third has to go and face that same temptation. Joel. Joel. <laughs> good old Joel, which is a you know good biblical name, good prophetic name. Joel is a mm. uh, prophet from the Bible. And uh, yeah, but the, the thing that I appreciated about this film is that the men uh, that temptation kills are like pretty shitty men, right? Yeah. They, they, um, you know, you mentioned the bartender, the first kill in the beginning, where it's really yeah, he's fun. Like, bitch, get an abortion, bitch. And yeah. then so when he gets lured into temptations then you're like, nah, yeah, you can die. Yeah, that's okay. And then uh, another kill is this guy you see him remove his wedding ring 
and he was a very funny kid. Yeah, he was he was great. He starts getting this like leprosy, and she she like scars him on the back with her knife. And he was like, "How am I gonna explain this to my wife?" <laughs> yeah, that's your number one problem is to deceive. I think this idea of she she ends up deceiving deceptive men. Uh, who else did she kill? Okay, now here's one thing we can talk about that was like a little strange. So there's this one um, guy who was eventually killed who they, they set it up like this guy was gay. Like there's this sort of, there's this straight bar, but this one gay guy comes up to this guy because he just like, you know, you know how when you peep like, you're gay, I'm gay. So this one gay guy goes up to, up to him in this bar and he's like, let me buy you a drink, blah, blah, blah. And He's like, is it that obvious? Blah, blah, blah. And then he eventually like shoes the gay guy away. Also, this gay character is very hyper like, mm-hmm, honey, I don't need you anyway. You know how like gay characters in the 90s were portrayed. Anyway, and so the more masculine gay man says like some homophobic. Yeah, calls him a bitch or something. Yeah, but which there's a lot of like, I guess, mm-hmm. I think that moment captures this idea of like gay masculine men sort of looking down at more like feminine gay men you know it's like you're this whole idea of passing kind of thing right is that you if you can't pass then you're less than it's sort of the idea that gay friends in the past be like oh girl he's a homosexual but he's not gay right (laughs) Uh, well i think yeah and that can sort of with like within like gay community especially like gay men community that's something that people talk about and address like and that being and that structure of your presentation determines whether you're a bottom or a top which also is problematic right because we're assuming a gender presentation reflects your sexual presentation absolutely and so i think that scene that momentary scene was fascinating anyway that was that man should have stayed gay right and it would have been great because we were like oh my gosh maybe they're doing something where like this man's gayness this man's queerness is going to save him from temptation but i guess like in in an attempt to be like I'm going to be masculine and I don't want people peeping that I'm gay anymore. He too fell into temptations lair as she was like pegging him. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. Um, I was in, like in a later scene, I was like, this is really progressive for the nineties. Yeah. Do you think I, I haven't seen I, anybody I getting think, pegged on TV? Right. I think this is one of those scenes where you can read it in a very like, ho- like have a homophobic reading. Like this is mm-hmm. a way of showing that um, because she's killing him while he's being pegged. So it's assuming that pegging is a a transgressive act that will get you killed. Hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. But, or you can read it as, here's a man who we were presented as being queer, but he's going to the lair of the succubus to sort of maybe show that maybe that he's not gay. Like, try to convince himself, like, I'm not gay. See, I'm going to go have sex with a woman. It just turns out the woman he's having sex with is a succubi who kills him. And sort of this idea that if he were to, you know, keep to his true self, he would not have been killed by the succubi, you know? Yeah, I, I prefer that the latter. Right. The, but I, I prefer that lens. And then the but other... it's good because it didn't... I didn't feel it leaning heavily one way or the other. Right, because she kills, be she, kills pe- she kills presumably men who are very clearly straight. And she also kills men a man who is presented as gay, which you could also read as like men are just shitty 
despite their sexuality, right? right? Especially like the more masculine men who are not true to themselves, right? The married man is not true to himself. Or it's like the other people were trying to deceive other people and this man was deceiving himself. So she just sort of like leaps out at deception. I have to show you this. Um, you can you can cut this later if you want me to. But so there's this TikTok video, right, where this guy is um, trying to get his ex girlfriend back. Okay, so she's coming in town to visit him. Maybe they're trying to do a, a closure meeting or whatever. Um, so what he does is he goes around the neighborhood and talks to the neighbors and like, hey, y'all, my ex girlfriend's coming back in town. Like, when you pass me on the street, can you act like you know me or can you act like you know, I saved your child from a burning building. Can you act like I saved Mm. your mom from COVID? Can you act like, can you ask me a question like, Hey, like where's that really hot supermodel used to date? Whatever, whatever. Like, so he kind of like, he's in like the Bronx or somewhere and he's going to all his neighbors and all these people are like, sure, I don't care. And so obviously when he comes around, they're like, Sammy, where's that hot model you had? Sammy, like, where's that hot, you know, Mm. like, thank you so much. Like you literally like saved my child from this thing, whatever, whatever. And by the end of this video, he shows that, like, this girl decided to get back with him. Now, this is just a TikTok. But what do you think the comment section looked like on a video like that? Well, here's the thing. There's, a, I think, a couple factors, right? Depending on who your followers are okay, is going to be determining on... Um, what kind of comments there will be. Right. right. The comments were mixed. I'll say that. Right. So a man created this video. So mm-hmm. if a man is on TikTok making content, it's more likely they're going to have man followers. Okay. Right. So you're... I'm going to post this in the Patreon also because I would love to hear y'all's opinion. Um, like... So... I, and, yeah, go ahead. And going back to our earlier statement that men using deception or that men being deceptive is more acceptable i think like Mm -hmm. uh if you consider ceos and uh being more uh, a position that men can get into like to be a ceo i'm assuming in our society like you just have to be a great liar so i'm assuming that people celebrated him okay so i just showed ben the tiktok i was talking about okay thoughts well first of all let's be clear we're talking about deception and incubi this man is a complete piece of shit (laughs) I think he should, you know, if we were following Hammurabi's laws, which, you know, there's a lot of hand cutting, you know, I think his oh tongue should be gosh. ripped out of his mouth. It's not that bad. And then and then fed to him. I think he should be fed his own fucking tongue. I, I'm, I it's feel, disgusting. I feel like it's deceptive, but it's also like, you know, and we're, uh, I mean, this video could also be completely fake. You know, we don't fucking know. I feel like also if, if I'm meeting up with my ex, from five years ago, like, and I noticed bitch ain't changed. Like I would suspect that the neighbor, I'd be like, show me that you've actually changed. Not just that like the guy at the bodega thinks you did a good job. Like, don't we all do things to make our exes think that we've made changes if we're trying to get back with them? Yeah, but those, and some of those are deceptive. It's like, Hey, let let me borrow your apartment. (laughs) Yeah. And you're saying that's horrible. Yeah, it's unethical. I mean, it, I got you. It, the guy, got you. the guy's. Come on, really, really. 
Really? What? Really? Like, really, Sammy? That's the guy's name. Sammy? Fuck him. <laughs> I'm Fuck not, Sammy. I'm not a Sammy fan, but I can appreciate the creativity. And now all That's of our... That's fucked na- up, Amber. And now all of our neighbors are on board. I'm not saying she should go sit on this man's face because, like... The then what the fuck are you that. saying? What are you saying? I'm saying you saying it's okay to lie to people to get them back to you to to, to create this I'm image that you are. That a... Maybe I've done something similar and that that it's not horrible. It's horrible. It's it's. So you've never lying. lied to like a job about a skill you don't have. To That's get it. different than a personal relationship. How's you, it lie, you should because you should lie to work yourself up in a capitalistic s- system that's literally designed for lying and to tear you down. I think but that's when it comes to personal relationships. Personal, you yeah, you should not lie. Well, sometimes also like, I think one, you probably sometimes one lie. partner lies to another saying that like maybe I have no plans to fulfill this dream, but in the moment that's what my wife needs to hear. I think uh, yeah. okay, you're talking about we've brought this up before. Beit shalom. Like I think it's okay to keep lie to keep the peace, right? So you you lie to your parents. Right saying you know i I don't know um did the did the pie taste good right judy my mom makes a pie it tastes terrible uh i know she probably won't receive any benefit from me giving a complete honest opinion so i lie it's like oh yeah it's good right but this this guy is creating an image of himself (laughs) as as a caring individual that that is a communal person that is yeah. unethical well i got you and it, it gets i in- just I, I think i agree with you that it's unethical i just feel like we see more examples of it than we don't so in my brain it's like what's the difference between that and somebody like highly airbrushing their photos on instagram and like selling a product of a brand they know doesn't work and like it's so it's hard to say like well that's okay for capitalism but not okay for romantic relationships well i think they're both wrong gotcha. honestly okay. they're both unethical like i because unethical refers, for me at least, I think in terms of how this supports the wider community. And right. so if you are selling a product that does not work, that's unethical because you're not helping yeah. the community. You're and not... the product product in this case is him. Yeah. And, it, and he I doesn't agree. work. That product he's selling is not him. It's false advertising, which everyone does to an extent. Right. But that's like sociopathic yeah, behavior. Is. That's You don't like, think he's just trying to get his baby back after five long years? <laughs> fucking weird. Okay. Well, all right. All right. So note to self, um, I cannot tell the community to like put me on in, in case that Ben ever uh, breaks up with me one day. I just know if you ever want to break up with me one day, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you back because I love you, baby. Yeah, uh, let's talk a little. Let's get back to the the film, <laughs> Death by Temptation. You're right, you're right, you're right. Because one of the things that I do like a lot about this film, and I brought up before, was that all the men killed are deserved to be killed to an extent, right? And there are some really fun kills. And now, and Sammy now, that we've added him to the pod as well. Sammy. Oh, yeah, Sammy should absolutely. I hope, I hope the girlfriend he got back together with is a sucky buy. And she fucking eats his ass with her pussy. <laughs> fucking consumes. All right, so oh gosh, here's yeah. the thing. Getting back to a little bit of the plot, there's a fun a fun twist where there is a, a paranormal FBI. There's this para, paranormal FBI. Yeah. And we only see one agent in it, but that one agent is pretty cool. 
and funny. And he makes a plan with Joel's cousin who, you know, they find out the succubi is real. And so they make a plan to kill her. And so they drug her, basically try to roofie her. And they try to deceive her. How do you feel about that? Yeah. And they fucking get killed. They get killed. (laughs) And it turns out that in this world, death by temptation that's created, there are incubi, there are succubi. Mm -hmm. And the succubi can sort of pull you in and turn you into an incubi. Correct. So at the end of the film, we thought this FBI agent is dead. Turns out that after Joel sort of defeats the one succubi uh, temptation, these other incubi step in to fulfill that role. And so they start going to bars and convincing yep. women. So there are real stakes here. Yeah. So I, I loved that. But the way that they're killed is really fun. So uh, Joel's cousin, what's his name? I forgot his Kay. name. Kay. Kay, who is Wayne, Wayne. really, really funny. They try to kill this woman and giving her some holy water. So they roofie her with holy water. She drinks it. And then they go in to try to stab her. They can't do it. But there's a a really fucked up line where the um, Kay is like, you know, once she starts having this, she's going to be slobber, slobby, slobbering and farting. Farting and, farting and gagging and shit. It's going to be shitting everywhere. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, this is <laughs> this is intense. And, the, and then she takes the holy water. That starts to happen. They go and try to stab her. But she sort of has this telekinesis. So they can't stab her. They run away from her, and then they're killed. But the way Kay is killed is super cool. He gets consumed by his TV, which there's no clear explanation nope. how the succubi <laughs> that was the most random can so shit ever. manipulate. But he gets eaten by the TV and like pulled in, and I love it. And then the TV spits out all his blood and guts. Yep. So then we're presumed, presumably what's left over of him is just his spiritual soul that's now been turned into an incubi. And then at the end of the movie, he he's driving around in a nice like Cadillac or something, starting to, I guess, you know, consume women as an incubi now. So a couple gr- things, super here. fun. I hope that um, when I have this baby, that someone does that exact same pep talk with you. <laughs> it's like now, once this bitch starts crying, she's gonna be slobbering and shit and yelling, fucking yeah. farting. <laughs> Passing the guts out, screaming. I, I I need my doula to say that to you. Because <laughs> that's, that's, gonna be that's exactly what babies do. It's babies <laughs> and succubi who drink holy water. That's what they have in common. They slobber, fart, and gag and shit. Per- correct. And then secondly, um, it's so funny because I recently watched this documentary that is realism. It's not horror at all. And this guy who was um, in prison was telling this story about how like as a kid he ran away from a group home once and like he ran away from this group home and and ran back to his mom's house his mom was like a a total criminal but he wanted to be with his mom and so his mom knew that the cops were on the way to find him because of course like hey a kid ran away from the youth center like they're probably at their mom's house or wherever so what his mom did to hide him was you know how back then people had huge big tvs with the whole back and shit so his mother like opened her TV up and as he described it, he's like, she, she took all the guts out of it. So she pulled like the cable and all of that oh, shit damn. out of it. And so that all that was left was like the front bubble screen that was the TV and then the box. Right. So she told him to hide in that TV and wow. then she closed it. 
And so when the cops came and like raided the whole apartment, he described like as an early child, like watching his mom's house be raided and watching the cops like tackle her to the ground, like all through this television screen. And they never could find him because he was hidden in the screen. That's some like really meta shit about how TV consumes us, but also the TV itself as this entity that then consumes you is yes. sort of what death by temptation is going in. in this case is like a correct so the minute i saw this death by temptation scene i was immediately brought back to like this prisoner telling a story about how he hid in a television and saw like the most realist form of of tv in real life i was like dude you should be writing yeah this that's is insane quite quite poetic uh i guess sort of the so maybe that's what they were trying to do with this scene but it didn't read the same way you know yeah uh there are some really, I thought, legitimate creepy parts for this. Mm -hmm. So uh, Joel is plagued by these visions, similar to Joel in the Bible, of this madame wearing all black, presumably the succubi. And that succubi did consume his father, and now he's struggling with his idea to jump into the ministry. And when he goes to New York City, he encounters the succubi. He overcomes her, but not without the help of the grandma. Remember, yes. the grandma Amen. comes in. Grandma, and from, who she's is also, in North Carolina, and, and then is like, in the next take, she's in New York City. She got a flight. You know, <laughs> she, she got, got a flight. She got a Greyhound <laughs> real quick. Yeah, so she, she, and together they defeat the succubi with the cross, the all-encompassing, powerful cross. And there's some really great, creature effect and you know that's the end of the movie question do your parents think i'm a succubi or a succubus no not because i mean there was a time when ben was wanting to be a minister and he was studying theology and then he moved from you know upstate new york to the big city in chicago so this is like a mirror sultry spicy black woman and now okay don't flatter yourself (laughs) <laughs> I'm not you're sultry. A, you, no, you're comedic. Like that's I don't I'm not attracted to okay, maybe a little bit to sultry people. But I don't have Ben, you know you loved my fat ass. I do, but it, your fat ass is not <laughs> like there's a there's right. a sultriness where every line is layered with like sexual innuendo where I guess many lines you have I've are sexual. Some double entendre. Yeah, but it's done in a comedic way where this sure. is like, you know, but I, I did tempt you with my comedy and my curves, and they could uh, potentially think that. No, I, I, I lost the cross. The long. black in me. I lost the cross me. long before I met you. Right. Uh, no, no, you're not a succubi. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool if you were, because it I know would you want to kill me because I'm not deceptive. You know, there, there's this idea that de- only deceptive men are sort of consumed by the succubi. But the succubi did focus on Do you think, well, Joel wasn't He was like perfectly innocent. And there's this whole idea that if a succubi, there's some great world building now that I think about this. If a succubi consumes a perfectly innocent person, then that person, then the succubi has garnered, you know, perfect power. Do you think there was like a bit of, Christian dogma with this film or whatever you call it. Yeah, I it's guess. Like, you know, in uh, conclusion, turn to the Lord. Turn so to the Lord. Be eaten by a succubus. Yeah, there's definitely that. I mean, but that's you know, it's a Christian-based film. Gotcha. You know, that's what you're gonna get in a lot of these kinds of films. I I think it just made me think a lot more of succubi as a genre, succubi as this hmm. metaphor for deviant sexuality. Or deceptive sexuality, depending on how you want to look at it. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and just like going back to this idea that like fornication is a sin and if we would just like abstain we wouldn't find ourselves in some of these deceptive situations or something like that yeah i think the message is mostly negative but there are elements of it that are worth celebrating i mean the acting is fun oh i would the lines are fun it's really really well done like you can sort of it it doesn't it's not too preachy it doesn't beat you over the head with those themes like you see it every now and then are obviously like the way that the main succubus is defeated is with him holding up a cross being like i rebuke you damon i mean and even that was like comedic and and if you're religious you you would appreciate it as well i like it into like the movie um this it's not at all like this movie but it does what this movie does like the movie saved like i remember being um in college and not and being like pseudo religious but also like watching it with my super religious like will always follow the blood of jesus friends and we both could appreciate the movie saved you know what i'm saying Mm, yeah like it doesn't really have a value judgment on one or the other obviously it shows some like hyper christians and but it also you know i I think it just did a a delicate balance i don't know there are probably some christians that really hate the movie saved but um i mean temptation i think think death by temptation you you could enjoy as like a hyper christian and also enjoy as like a satanist yeah well temptation is not a saint i mean as someone who is not religious like or as someone who's not i'm saying i was just trying to give a spectrum that i wasn't trying to yeah, well, I think people assume Satanism is people it's who are celebrating. Of- Satanism are like people who are atheists who use like fake satanic beliefs to right. challenge other religious beliefs. Yeah. Hail Satan is a great, great documentary everyone should watch. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, everybody um, would enjoy it. Yeah, but to, what I liked about this film is that Temptation is the coolest character, right? Like, yes, there's, you know, so it's not like this is evil where a lot of villains are not, you know, in these kinds of movies from the nineties where you had a villain, it was very clear who was evil, who was bad. And it's clear that Temptation's evil, but Temptation is also cool. Like you get into that anti-hero type of, uh, yeah, she's uh, a vibe. Aspect. Kind of like how, you know, I thought I was when we were watching this, I thought a lot about like Michael Jackson's thriller. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like we because, you know, like tis the season, it's it's horror. And like you watch thriller and you're like, God, this like demon is so fucking cool. But I'm scared. But like thriller was like a huge phenomenon. Like people still do the dance every year, like flash mobs and stuff. So like you can appreciate both. Yeah. I, I want to be a succubi. Like watching this film, I was like, yeah, I want to be a succubi. I want to. Well, you want to be an incubi. I mean, no, I'd be a succubi too. I mean, there's there's a level of like sexiness. Like, she she always asks people to smoke. Like, you know, light my smoke for me. She prefers uh, a lighter to a, a lighter than a match. Like, there's lots of fun things that I was like, oh, character building. And- we should role play. I should like get all sexy and go to the bar, and be like the succubus at the end of the bar, mm-hmm. and then you should come up to me and be like, hey, baby, let me get you a drink, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I'm cheating on my wife, baby. Yeah, you, you don't want to role play with me. There was a whole bit about ordering champagne, and she keeps on mentioning like really <laughs> fancy champagne, and and the nerd. I think his name is Norman, which is like the nerdiest name ever. But he lies and says his name is like John or something. Yeah, but Norman is is a better fit for him, and he's like trying to get her champagne. Eventually, he just has to get her cheap champagne at this cheap dive bar, which that was a big. Well, we can talk about like plot holes. 
but I think Succubi should diversify the bars they go to, but they could only have probably afford the one bar. She's had so much success at that bar, though. And yeah, also, why? it's the funniest part of that exchange with Norman and the Succubus was like, you know, Norman's trying to be all big time or whatever. So the guy brings the champagne back into the bartender. He's like, keep the chain, brother. And then he looked at the receipt. He's like, oh, shit, give me my chain. <laughs> <laughs> that's see that's I why i call you broke 90s. ass that's like a broke ass thing to say yeah but i'm not picking up a check at the the bar you are yeah but you know yeah, anyway there's something that someone broke ass would notice i'm just kidding i love you i, I, and I you're am broke ass. mostly broke it's yeah. just funny that she kidding. would call it out during charades that had nothing to do with me being broke i was like i was just you're like ever well, show broke ass well I you like, i think earlier we happening? were well we were having a conversation and you were making fun of your bank book being nothing because of you being laid off we were right. like hanging out but with talking like it's it's like if somebody's like man i ain't got nowhere to live right now you're like yeah get your homeless ass you're like whoa I, I, that's only okay what i said well, <laughs> but it, it was funny yeah. you're, you're literally married to me like yeah i know you got my back if you're broke i'm broke oh and with that being said babe why don't you warp up the show so romantic all right as one bartender said just get an abortion i'll pay for it <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh, that was a quote from the movie. <laughs> or I get another quote. What's inside of you is going to grow. Get it? What's inside of you right now is going to grow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I do want to watch some more pregnancy horror. Let's do some pregnancy horror. Love pregnancy horror. All right. What's up next? In conclusion. Um, oh, and, and, oh, yeah. So in conclusion, uh, Death by Temptation is a must-see of the succubi genre. So get your suck on and watch some succubi. And if you're meeting up with your ex soon, don't tell all of your neighbors to make you seem like a good guy. You're probably not a good person. Yeah. So just tell your ex, like, well, I ain't shit. You want to fuck or not? I think the moral of this is if you are a deceptive man, then you may be consumed by a succubi. Thanks, Sexually. <laughs> That's it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. So what's up next? We're going to watch another Shudder film. And this one is going to be a horror work anthology film. And it's Horror Noir. It came out in 2021. And it's got a lot. I mean, I can't even list all of these incredible people that are a part of this project. But I will list a couple of the creators and the writers of it. It's Ezra Clayton Daniels, Tanana Reeve Douche, Edwards, and Victor Laval. Just a couple of the writers who we love, who we support. So be sure to watch Horror Noir. Horror Noir, the 2021 version, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.